Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Hi, I'm Kathy Barrett, and welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about how we navigate down the not-so-yellow brick road of life. And life is something we shouldn't do alone. So I'm inviting you to spend the next 30 minutes with me as I reveal what's behind the curtain. Before I get to today's show, I just want to mention something about Irene. In Greek mythology, is the goddess of peace. Well, her hurricane namesake did not fit that description. I thought I was being clever and decided to escape. Irene's debut in New York City by heading to the Catskills, but little did I know what would be in store for me there. The rain came, the power went off, and the trees came down, lifted right from their roots. All around me, you would hear a crack and then witness a massive piece of timber falling. Reminded me of the power of nature, and driving out of Mount Tremper on my way back to New York City last night, I saw fallen trees on power lines, and as of this morning, there is no indication of when power will be restored up there. There is a lot of flooding and a lot of people suffering in the aftermath of this storm, and our thoughts and good wishes go out to those who were hit hardest. Irene gave me some insight, though, as to how addicted I am to technology. Everything I do connects to the Internet. The thought of actually taking pen to paper seemed like such a ridiculous waste of time to me while I was struggling with the concept of being without my technology. But the reality of having to conserve water, cooking outdoors, it also led to a beautiful silence, reading by candlelight, talking for hours on end, spending time one-on-one, which reinforced to me the impact technology has on the quality of my time. The storm may have taken all my material conveniences away, but it reminded me of the treasures that I have within reach but lose sight of because I'm so busy doing. The storm gave me a chance to just be, and I guess in the end, Irene did stay true to her title and the God, you know, being the goddess of peace because that's what I was left with. Sometimes you have to have everything taken away to appreciate what you have. So today's show, Making a Difference. And I am so thrilled. This is the largest, largest group of guests ever assembled on behind, behind the curtain. And so today's show, making a difference, our guest is Janielle from Maine. Uh, Janielle lives with spastic quadriplegia, a form of cerebral palsy, which involves brain and nervous system functions um, that impact the movement, learning, hearing, seeing, and thinking. Danielle is an unstoppable advocate for equality and for raising the level of awareness about living with disabilities. In May of 2010, Danielle could not get into the Battery Park City Library, which at the time was just built for $6.7 million. They did not have an automatic door opener. So the door that they did have actually fit the guidelines for being handicapped accessible. But that was not of any benefit to Janielle, who was left out in the rain for 20 minutes waiting for someone to let her in. Janielle and her mom, Fran, very devoted mother and perfect example of courage and the power of voice, brought their argument to the community board who took on the cause and an automatic door was installed. So thank you to the community board and to Battery Park City Library for providing a happy ending to that story. 
Uh, Jacinia Cortez from the Center for Family Support is uh, on the line with Janielle today, and she'll be assisting her through the program. From Job Path, we have Freda Rosen, Executive Director, Carolyn Murphy, Coordinator of Community Support for Job Path, and I do want to mention um, Kathy uh, Valadaris, who is not on the phone, but she's the Director of Community Supports and she's worked tirelessly to help make this program program happen. So I wanted to send out a big thank you to her. So let's start with JobPath. Uh, Frida, what, what kinds of programs does JobPath offer, and how does your organization serve individuals like Janelle? Well, uh, to give a, a, an overview, what we um, uh, try to think about every day is that we're trying to support people with disabilities as they make choices about their lives and as they become contributing citizens in their communities. And we have a variety of programs to support people to do that. Our programs help people find jobs, live in their own homes, and become involved in community life. And how many clients do you work with at any given time? At any given point in time, there's about 200, 250 people that we're supporting. Um, some of those people will come to us, spend about a year or two with us, get a good job, and then be able to manage relatively independently. Other people come to us and um, uh, need uh, more support over the long term. Uh, to maintain their employment or else they have other goals that they'd like to reach. They may say, well, I've got a good job now, but now I want my own place to live. And so we might then work with that person to help her find her own apartment and put in place the supports that she needs to have her own home. But basically what we try to do is is prov uh, work with people to get them the supports that they need to lead the kind of lives that we all want to lead. Well, what I love about that is you're not saying, okay, here's what we offer. You're actually listening to what the person's dreams are or what their goals are. That's and then you're, really important. You're really creating a support mechanism underneath that, which is very powerful. Thanks. Yes, that's exactly what we try to do. And how are you funded? Uh, a, a large portion of our funding is uh, Medicaid funding that's administered by the state. We also have other government contracts from New York State and the New York City Department of Mental uh, Hygiene. Um, and we fundraise like crazy because the government funds don't cover uh, all of our costs. And um, because we also, we're a very small organization and we try to do things that are very individually tailored to each person. So we're always trying to um, uh, make sure that we can meet each person's particular needs and we're also often trying to develop more innovative supports and services, um, something that maybe hadn't been thought of before but that becomes really particular, particularly important to a person or to a group of people. For example, most recently we've been designing college supports for people with Asperger's syndrome and people with other uh, disabilities with uh, intellectual strengths, uh, but other um, uh, issues that uh, uh, where they need support to attend college. Mm. So um, do you have any 
fundraisers coming up that you want? Oh, we do. We do. We do. Okay. Yes. Please contact us. We have um, a wonderful evening planned on Wednesday, October 19th. Um, this is an event that is going to be sponsored by HBO and held at their corporate headquarters and co-chaired by Tina Brown, who's the editor at Newsweek and the Daily Beast and who's a great friend of JotPath. So we'd love to have people come out for that, or we'd love just to have them contact us at JobPathNYC.org. That's perfect. And, Danielle, there's your reality series, Take It to HBO. <laughs> yeah, uh, Danielle, we should work on that. It's better than TV. So let's get to Danielle now. Um, speaking of JobPath and, and the fact that they do work with people and their individual goals, tell us, Danielle, what are your goals for your life? My goals for my life are to get a job for cars. So you want to get a, um, a job? Yeah. Work hard. And, and did you say something about your art? I want to get a full-time job. You want I want to get a big job. And what would you like to do, do you think? I would like to work with kids or for jobs and get organization. Okay, I'm having a little difficulty hearing you. So I think I got you want to work with children? Yes. Okay, got uh, that right. I didn't... Or what else? I'll work with jobs and get organization. She said I'll work with um, Job Path and their organization. Path. Okay, and their organization. So you're a big fan of the work they do, obviously. And we're a big fan of Danielle. <laughs> so, uh, Carolyn, I know that you work with Danielle one-on-one. What are the obstacles that Danielle faces in achieving that goal for herself, and, and how can JobPath support her? Well, one of the things that we do at JobPath and when we provide the individualized supports during the day, we really try to provide opportunities for people to give back. Um, so many times people are seen as consumers or, oh, what are we doing to help this person? But we really want to get people out there and make just help, help them to have a big contribution to society. So we really work hard on finding volunteer jobs and finding a good volunteer job for Danielle has been a really hard fit and it's something that myself, I'm a coordinator coordinator before me, we have been working really hard to find a good fit. Um, One of the challenges that we do face is even in just finding a volunteer job, there are so many people (laughs) out there looking for these jobs, paid or unpaid, and so there's just been, especially with the market and just the economy there's been <laughs> there's been a big flood of people in the volunteer market um also just in terms of finding places that are accessible um we do provide a lot of one-on-one support for Danielle but we really want Danielle to be the person who shines and the person who is doing the work rather than okay Danielle's here but the support worker is doing everything else really. So we want to make sure that Danielle is a person where her strengths are highlighted 
and that she can be appreciated um, for what she's doing. And also just Danielle has a, a lot of amazing gifts. She's an incredible advocate. She's really talented. She's so caring, so reliable, <laughs> just one of the most steadfast workers you'll ever meet. And unfortunately, a lot of the times when we're walking down the street with Danielle or we roll into an interview, what a person sees when they see Danielle is like, oh, my God, there's a wheelchair in the room. What is this going to mean for our insurance? How is she going to get by? Are we going to be able to understand what she's saying? So just the gut reaction, just the person's first perception of what they see is very limited. They don't see everything about Danielle. They only see the wheelchair. And it's, that's been a big source of frustration. But Danielle, once she gets talking and once she gets moving, then she charms people immediately. So... That's very, yeah. I, I mean, I can see that. I mean, now, you know, to, to volunteer for a position is kind of an, an entrance way to securing a full-time position, you know, for everyone. You know, yeah. jobs are, you know, the economy is really difficult right now. So, I mean, to have that on top of, you know, an already uh, difficult situation is, I can see the challenge in that. So, Danielle, what is the most challenging aspect of, of uh, living with physical challenges for you? <laughs> Having to depend on people. So it's just having to depend on people. Depend on people. Yeah. Having to depend on people. To open the closet. I can open the closet. Mhm. Mm so you can open the so she has to right. depend on people, uh, turning on her lights. And so that uh, that really makes it, I'm sure, very difficult because a lot of times people being human beings disappoint. We all disappoint each other. Is that, That's something that must be equally difficult for you. Yeah. So, um, Freda, how do you go about securing companies to participate in your program? Well, it's a two-part process, really. The first thing that we try to do is with the person herself, uh, we go through a process that we call discovery so that we get to know the person really, really well. And it's a very positive approach because what we're looking for are the skills that people can bring to the workforce and the very, very specific skills that bring that they can bring to the workforce. And then we have a, a meeting with the person and their family and anybody else they want to join in and people from Job Path. And we have a big brainstorming session about what kinds of employers might be able to use those skills. And then what we like to ask employers is, would you sit down with us for 15 minutes and talk about the needs that you have? What, what, what isn't getting done in your workplace? And then we try to match the person's skills with what the employer might need. 
Um, and we find that this process, while it can take a while, that it's very, very effective uh, for both the person and for the employer because the matches that result from this process, which is called customized employment, really are good ones and they tend to be jobs that stick and where everyone, uh, really one of those few instances in life where everyone lives happily ever after. Well, you know, that brings to mind now that you're saying that, and I'm thinking what, what you shared, Danielle, and, and what also you shared, Carolyn, about the difficulty uh, during these times, you know, to, to get any kind of position. But also these times kind of force us to be more inventive, yes. you know, to, mm-hmm. to think outside the box. And one thing that you don't really need to depend on anyone for is your mind. So it occurred to me that here is this, fantastic new, brand new library down in Battery Park City that spent $6.7 million to design the facility, but yet probably never consulted someone like yourself in the planning stages of doing it to see if it would kind of, you know, work for you or anyone else that was living with disabilities. So I'm kind of throwing this out there and creating a position for you. (laughs) That's that's exactly what we try to do. So if anybody is out there listening and would like to use Janielle as a consultant, (laughs) has that need, that's exactly how to make the match. I I think that's really, you know, could could work. I mean, because to think that anyone could spend that kind of money, no offense to them. Yeah. I'm sure they're very busy doing a lot of things. But to think that kind of funding went into something and, it still wasn't 100% accessible to everybody. It's mind-blowing yeah. to me in this day and age. So um, I just, you know, we, we need to get this out. Maybe you can even use this as, uh, you know, a vehicle to send out to employers for Janielle uh, as an example of, you know, what she can bring to their new productions in terms of really being 100% accessible to anyone living with disabilities. That's so, a great yeah, idea. Look at Look at what we're accomplishing <laughs> in this little program. Okay, so uh, Danielle, what changes would you like to see in how people deal with people living with disabilities? I would like to see people think more according to making a apartment more accessible. Yeah, well, basically what Janelle said is that she would like for people to make more, like, accessible apartments uh, with people with uh, disabilities, Um, you know, like opening closets, turning on the lights, the TV. Okay, that's one thing. What else? Can you on a blanket? More funding, did you say? Turning on a blender. Turning on a blender. A blender. Turning on a blender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Turning on a blender. Turning on a blender. Turning on a blender. Yeah, so, yeah. so cooking. You like those smoothies. Yeah. Right? You like yeah. those smoothies, right? I know. I My heart's with you. Okay. Well, that's another challenge that we can throw out to all the technology wizards out there creating, 
uh, new things. So you can also be a consultant to them about what new products to come out with, right? And Where, then, are they? Where are Where they? Where are they? Well, we, you know what? You know, we, no one knocks on our door. We have to go out and make it happen, each one of us, okay? Because it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I find, you know, when I want something, I have to really go out and get it. I have to make it happen for myself. No one's going to knock on my door and say, you know, hey, here it is, right? So we're all the same. And so that's what I'm suggesting for you. Now you have a little, you know, you have a radio show, you have job path, you have a, a terrific support team. If this is what you really want to see happen, you have to go out there and make it happen. And uh, and I believe you will because I, you know, I've seen you do things, incredible things. One more and, thing. Um, sure, what else? I'm cooking on the computer by myself. You want to operate a computer by yourself? Yeah. Okay. Well, those are all technology uh, things that probably can be done. So it's just a matter of getting your requests to the right people. And I, I do believe that you will make that happen. Now, Janielle, uh, Carolyn, let me ask you, is there training involved, Janielle? Um, in what way? Like training for our support staff to support Janielle or Janielle in taking classes? Just in taking classes or, you know, after you're assessing her skill level, you know, integrating into the community, ways to for her to kind of deal with, with that discriminating view that people give her sometimes by seeing the wheelchair and not the person. A few months back, um, Danielle was able to attend a workshop run through the Self-Advocacy Association of New York State. It's a really big person-centered planning event. Um, that's run by and for, and self-advocacy is an organization run by and for people who have developmental disabilities. And it was a really incredible workshop and a really, I gave Danielle a lot of homework before, which she wasn't too happy about, but um, she had to big, <laughs> she had to fill out a pretty big packet with a lot of um, just maps of the current relationship she has with people, uh, maps of her neighborhood, just what her dreams are and what her goals are, and then from there at that workshop, she was able to meet a lot of other people who have a huge range of different kinds of disabilities um, who are living just really incredible lives of distinction. And I think that was a real eye-opener for Janielle. And then from that, she met a couple of other self-advocates, and she's really spearheading a lot of different projects right now. Janielle, she's involved in this group called The Moth, which is a storytelling Organization. It's a nonprofit run through. Uh, it's in New York City, but it's they have podcasts that are really well known. Um, so Danielle is working on just developing her story and just as an advocate, figuring out like what is a good, eloquent way. How do I grab people's attention? How do I get them to listen to me instead of just looking at the equipment that I use? So I think just have, giving, helping. Danielle find her voice. We know she has it. She's used it in a lot of great ways, but really helping her to solidify just how she wants her story to be told and how she wants to change it. Um, and then also on top of that, Danielle, did you want to share what you're starting at Job Pass now? Just that something that came of. Um, I am starting a party company. Oh, Yeah. So 
we're starting a newsletter at JobPass um, for just the different people we support. Um, Danielle just put it out there and got a bunch of people interested. So we weren't sure what it was going to be. Danielle was really excited to share her story, but just we've seen a lot of people step up and saying, oh, well, I want to do movie reviews. I want to do sports reviews. And so just seeing that Danielle has gotten her fellow participants to be involved and have just something new to have ownership for, it's it's a really exciting thing. So. And we're going to be sending that out to our donor base, right, mm-hmm. our, our various friends throughout the uh, the city and state and uh, the country. And, Danielle, you're going to have a column, if I'm correct. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing That's I just brilliant. want to mention about when we are able, and, and we will, Danielle, I know it takes some time, but we will, um, working together, I'm sure we'll be able to identify the right job for you. And then JobPath provides, Kathy, um, a lot of coaching support to people once they are on their job. So we're really there to work with the person and with the employer and make provide kind of an on-the-job training so that everything um, goes smoothly. Yes. I wish I knew that exactly, Janielle, and you are right to push me. Um, but what we've <laughs> found with employment, and, and there are many people here where it's taken six months, a year, 18 months, even two years to find the right job. So hang in with us. She's but, but Carolyn says you're a lot closer than that. <laughs> I'm not very much. I have a feeling you're going to have so much action soon, Danielle. Okay, I can I can see it coming your way. So and then she'll have to come back and tell you about it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll have you all back because you know we should monitor the progress of this. I think it's great, and I think what your organization does is incredible. So I can't believe that there are just a little over four minutes left in the program, and I want to make sure we, we have an opportunity to hear from any, everyone. But, Danielle, any, any last thoughts that you have to share before I bring Fran? Yes. Okay. Yes. I want to start the cooking program again. She wants to start a cooking program again? The oh, cooking okay. program. Yes, uh-huh. that was a pro- the cooking program, Danielle. Probably. And Kathy. Yes, honey. We need space. Sure, we had a, a really great cooking program run by two of my fellow coordinators, um, Kristen and Casey. And we found a space that was wonderful um, through Janielle, actually. It was Janielle's connection. However, um, just for the next session, the price of the place where we had initially wanted to be um, was way out of our budget. And so we are trying to find a preferably free, if not very affordable space um, that is wheelchair accessible and that has a lot of counter space and um stovetops and ovens because we the cooking class was just such a resounding success 
and a lot it's a huge interest that a lot of people have, especially one that we offer just because we tailor it for the people who are teaching. So if anyone has space, we could really use it. <laughs> Okay, well, I tell you, this is like multiple programs. Here. I know. You're <laughs> We're Danielle, you're like, you need a staff of people with everything you need, want to accomplish, and I, I admire you for it. And it's out there, so, you you know, that's that's a big part of it is just getting it out there, and, you know, once you get it out there, you can usually see it coming back to you if you work hard enough. So I'll keep that in mind, as I'm sure everyone listening will. Fran, I'd like to bring you on uh, to share any any last uh, thoughts that you have. Well, I think, you know, Janelle's doing such a great job in just advocating for her and all her friends. She's met so many people, and through Job Path and Center for Family Support, it's been just great, the best thing that has ever happened for her and for me in the last two years. So I'm thankful for everything they've been doing. And we just need more people out there to, you know, give us a hand in finding not only for our daughter but for all our friends with special needs. We need more funding either through the government or privately. You know, they want to live independently just like us. They want to have everything that we could do on our own. But they're restricted in certain ways, and we want to cut the barriers so people could just live as one society. And that's what I look forward to. And I've been fighting that from day one for Janielle and now for everyone. Well, both of you have always... You have always been um, the definition of inspiration to me. I just want to tell folks we're, we're going to go over by a little bit. Uh, you can, if you get cut off, if you're listening live, you can go to the archives, blogtalkradio.com slash behind the curtain and hear the show in its entirety. I don't want to cut this short, but I, I mean, there's so much to, to discuss, so I invite you all to come back again. Uh, next year, in the beginning of the year, and and let's you know talk about where we were, where we are now, and you know follow the progress of all this, uh, both for the folks at Job Paths and for Janielle and Fran and and others living with disabilities, and see how Janielle's all these ideas are actually coming into to being. Um, I just want to thank Executive Director. Fred and Rosen and Coordinator Carolyn Murphy and also again Kathy Valadares uh, for all of the work in making the show happen. Go to jobpath.org for more information about the wonderful work they do. Danielle, I applaud you for your tireless efforts to educate the rest of us about equality. You are such a stand and a contribution to your community regardless of the challenges you face and you do really define inspiration to me. Um, Justinia, thank you for the wonderful work you do. And Fran, you are one of the most amazing human beings I've had the pleasure of knowing. You are a shining example of motherhood and miracles that love can create. And my wish for this week is that as a society, we have like a greater awareness and more inclusion for people living with disabilities. Why should anyone have to fight for equality? How can we decline someone who wants to make a contribution to all of us? Their cause is our cause. And we invite you to fan the show on Facebook. If you missed BTC Live, you can listen to the show in archives. Go to behindthecurtain.com slash 
behind, I'm, I'm sorry, what am I saying, blogtalkradio.com slash behind the curtain. I'd love to be your office mate. Let us join you for lunch. We're on every Tuesday at noon, and you can load us on your iPod and take us with you on your walks and your run. I'd love to be a part of your week, and I invite you to be a part of mine. And next week, 10 years later, surviving 9-11, Jean and Dan Potter will both be on the program to discuss Jean's new book, By the Grace of God, the 9-11 Survivor Story of Love, Hope, and Healing. Jean was on the 81st floor of the North Tower when the first plane hit, and Dan, a New York City retired fireman, survived the collapses of both towers. Their story of love, hope, and healing is truly inspiring, and I hope you'll join us next week to hear that. Thank you for tuning in. I'm honored to have your listening and privileged to have the amazing guests that give up themselves each week. I know how precious 30 minutes is during the course of any day, and I don't take your listening for granted. GoBehindTheCurtain.com is our website. Drop me an email if there is a topic you'd like to see on the program or anything else you want to talk about. And all I can say is thank you to my wonderful guests. What an honor to have you on the program. This is Kathy Barrett sending you a virtual hug. And I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll be here with me. Until then, peace. Peace.